0: Ready to sink your teeth into Scripture and get a bulldog grip on its truth? Let's gnaw on some doctrine and get bulldogmatic. Here is your host.
1: Hi, welcome to Bibles, Bulldogs, and Beers. I'm here with Pastor William Shiplett, <laughs> and uh, who's in a good mood today, yeah. which is great. Um, uh, pastor William is pastor of uh, Reasoning Tree Church in Edinburgh, Virginia, who, and that's where I attend church, fantastic church, if you're in the area, please visit, we'd love to have you Amen. here. So We're going to talk about a little bit of current news and, uh, in a little while, and right now I want to talk about good news, and, and Pastor Shiflett has a, uh, or Pastor William, I know he you like to be called Pastor William. Um, Has a blog? It's called WilliamsGoodWord
0: dot org, correct? Williams Williams, but you have to put the dash dash Williams dash Good dash Word dot org. Yes. Okay.
1: Uh, Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your your blog and give us some good news that you
0: posted recently? Because everyone needs some good news. Good news, yes. Well, the blog is intended. So I have a main page that is um, with. With current stories that are what I consider good news, some of them would not be good news to everybody. We're going to talk about a story in a little bit that I think is good news, and I actually thought about posting that on the blog. Right? That, it's not everybody would think. But it's good news from a Christian conservative perspective of uh, things that are happening in the culture that that show the culture is not as uh, is not far down the tubes as the media I would like us to think. And right. a, lot of, a lot of good news stories that uh, some that I haven't gotten into yet it, from ed- education, medicine, uh, re- uh, uh, politics. You know, in the uproar, when, we, when we're recording this, it's just a week after the big uh, Roe v. Wade uh, leak. Everybody's up in the air about it. But what, what people didn't know is just two days before that leaked, the Supreme Court ruled unanimously. That Boston had discriminated against Christians by not allowing a Christian to fly fly the Christian flag. They let all the kinds of flags fly. Mm-hmm. They would not let a Christian flag. The Supreme Court unanimously, and this is the the latest story on the blog, uh, ruled that they they had violated the, this person's religious liberty. So that's good news, you know. Yeah, and uh, what nice is like it, another good thing about it, not just because it's it's. Uh, not just because of the religious connections, but also because it was a unanimous decision. And a lot of people like to just paint the Supreme Court as completely divided on everything. Mm-hmm. And they really do have a lot of of, uh, of unanimous decisions uh, that show that in spite of the, uh, the angst and the anger and everything going on with the Roe v. Wade situation, they really are... People who are very committed to examining the Constitution and making an argument about why this is or isn't a good interpretation of the law. Okay, so that that really is good news and it's hopeful news. Uh, So that's that's what that's what's on there, you know. And then also I have a social commentary page where I try to talk about specific issues like abortion, like. uh, homosexuality, uh, and other social issues from a Christian conservative perspective. And then uh, another page that I haven't spent as much time on is the climate, cooling climate anxiety. Again, trying to unrobe some of the falsehoods that are out there about the climate, the climate issues. So it's a great, uh, great blog, uh, and I encourage you to go. We also have spoken words from the Sunday morning messages, mm-hmm. and then, of course, there's the ability to order my books. Right. And uh, so those kind of things. So. Okay. If you can't remember
1: the the link, I will post it uh, at the bottom of whatever you're listening or watching this on uh, either YouTube or one of the uh, podcast um, channels that we are, are listed on. That way you, you can go visit and uh, check out the good news. Uh, it's an excellent blog, and uh, I, w- I highly recommend it as well. Well, one of the things, Pastor, I wanted to ask you, too, I heard some, uh, I saw a headline. Have you heard that uh, Christian enrollments or applications for enrollments in Christian schools are way up because of what's uh, the chaos or the uh, critical race theory or whatever is going on in the public school. Is causing the enrollment in Christian schools to
0: uh, almost skyrocket. I haven't heard that, but that is good news, and it shows that there. Because this is a this is a point that a lot of people don't know about Christian schools is that a lot of people through the years have sent their children to Christian schools who aren't Christian. Right, they're sending them because of the quality of education. Right, and this news demonstrates that we shouldn't we shouldn't read it as proof that a whole bunch of people have now become Christians. But then a whole bunch of people are realizing that the public school system in America is is dead. It's ruined. Right. And how are we going to teach our children? Uh, I And another little piece of good news coming out of Florida is that uh, Re- Governor DeSantis has uh, passed. Uh, I think he passed the bill. Rec- and he did two things. OK, so I'm getting confused. One is he, he announced he declared a Victims of Communism Day. Or the focus is upon the, the fact that communism has strewn history with victims. Right. And then another aspect w- which goes along with that is requiring that to be taught in the schools, mm-hmm. the victims of communism, because there's so much in this woke environment of communism is th- is better than capitalism. Communism is the way to go without ever looking at the victims and the destructiveness of communism. Now, we can we can have a broad debate about war, the rightness of war, the wrongness of war, but we cannot. It is it is important for us to highlight that it is a communist country, Russia, which has invaded a democratic country, the Ukraine. Right. So you, 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 Russia has some elements of democracy, but. The ba- Vladimir Putin is the, the guy, and if he says it, it happens. Yeah, he's that's from the, the old
1: communist re- exactly. regime.
0: Exactly. Um, so, th- so those are some of the kinds of good news that, that are out there that I try to highlight on the blog. Because if you just look at the mainstream news, and even, even Fox News is guilty of this, because they, they they pick stories that are going to make things look as bad as possible. And if you go behind the scenes a little bit, and I'll give you another example. I made this point in the in the piece that, that I put on the on the blog about that Supreme Court case uh, for religious liberty with the flag in Boston. The Biden administration and the ACLU both supported that decision. Well wow. they they said so you, you don't hear that. You see, you only hear the one side, and there really is uh, a, a lot of there is a lot of people in America who are still what we would call moderates and can work together, but you don't hear that on the mainstream media. Right? This side says that all those people are bad, and this side says all those other people are bad. And the reality is, most people come down in the middle, and so there is a ton of good news like that, and that's what we try to focus on on the blog. Right?
1: And a lot of the uh, a lot of what's called news is just simply commentary. Um, they they take the news and then comment on it right. you know, rather than just reporting uh, actual news the way it was done in the past. Uh,
0: of course, it's never been fair, I don't think. Um, I don't think it's fair now. I do think you go back 30 or 20, or what are you telling our age here? But if you go back 20, 30 years ago, I do think I remember coming home on Sunday Sundays after church. Mm-hmm. and sitting down and watching this week with David Brinkley mm-hmm. because he had a, a people who were balanced, fair, insightful and it was really a discussion about issues. It wasn't just all those people are bad because right. they don't hold disposition. Uh, it was it, they really talked about stuff. So uh, but like everything else, marketing, uh, the, the spread the rise of the internet, the the competition for for advertising dollars, etc., has made it necessary for just to put on the most uh, salacious storylines to get people to, to tune in. Right. And and that's very unfortunate. Uh, so that's why you got to you got to pick and choose through all of these uh, through all these different mm-hmm. stories. And a, a lot of people thrive on uh, uh, you know. Uh,
1: it's like, like we almost need an enemy, you know, or yeah. some someone to hate. Um, so we thrive on that. We love to hear stories about the other side, how bad the other side right. is. And that, uh, like you said, that goes for both sides, goes you know, both sides. actually. Um, well, I'm going to talk a little bit. I watched Tucker Carlson. Now, I, I've listened to Tucker Carlson for for quite some time, but I haven't listened to him uh, Recently, And, of course, he's on, on Fox News. Uh, in the past, I always thought he was, you know, uh, a fair uh, reporter. Of course, the, his shows now are commentary shows, uh, so we, we can take them for what they're worth. But his, uh, I want to read a quote from him. Uh, he said, modern liberals hate Christianity. Not because it's repressive, but because they are. Yeah. how uh, do you agree with that, or or what? What are
0: your thoughts on a quote like that? Okay, so re- re- reread it the, the very first. Well, part, let re- me go. Because no, because it's, it's a statement he made right there at the beginning that I want to begin okay. with. So, modern, modern
1: liberals hate Christianity not because it's repressive,
0: but because they are. So he's. He's not talking about all liberals. No, but but he's talking about modern, modern liberals, and I would have to, I would have to agree with that. uh, In in if you just look at the examples from the past, uh, even in American history, 30 years ago, there was much more dialogue. There was much more give and take. Uh, You know, it's it's famously known that Ronald Reagan was. got along very well with Tip O'Neill, even though they just had positions that were completely opposite. You don't see that today, even though our, our current president, Joe Biden, promised he would bring that back. He's not he's not kept that one iota of, of stuff. But you used to have, I have a book in my library on William Wilberforce. And William Wilberforce, the great... Uh, uh, um, emancipator, if you will, from England, who fought for 30 years to end the slave trade in England, mm-hmm. uh, the foreword is written by Mark Hatfield, who was an Oregon senator, I think governor at, at one point. Uh, he's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. So so you used to have this right. this kind of, it was big government versus little government. What happened, especially with in 1973, uh, which is, I think, when the real break began to happen, the, the court legalized abortion instead of leaving it to the states it made it a federal issue and it became a divisional thing now to where it, what we're seeing right now mm-hmm. that one issue uh, is being painted as the ultimate issue for all, all of of time even in some of the uh, li- uh, publications and media overseas so I do think the modern liberal okay if you go back 10 15 20 30 years uh there's a girl that, uh, Kirsten Powers, who used to be on Fox News. I think she went she went to the Daily Beast. I don't know where she is now. She has another book out now. But I have a, you can see the book right there on the shelf, mm-hmm. The Silencing. Okay, that came out 15, 10, 12, 15 years ago where she was talking about how the media, and she called them the illiberal, the illiberals, that they're, they were trying to silence everything. And you're still seeing that. Luckily, it's not working. People are pushing back across the board. So, yes, I do believe the modern liberal uh, is, is uh, much different from people 25 years ago. And they are repressive. Mm-hmm. It's not about a dialogue. It's not about a difference of opinion on things. And let us look at the different facets of that opinion respectfully. It is uh, you're wrong and you do not have a right to share that point of view. And so, yes, I absolutely agree with that. And it's like an in-your-face uh,
1: attitude, right? They have. I mean, it's not passive at all. I mean, it's in-your-face, which uh, brings up the next uh, uh, question. I don't know if it's a question, or I just want you to comment on on this. But uh, uh, a group called Ruth uh, Ruth sent us, which is named in honor of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Quoted them as saying. Stuff your rosaries and your weaponized prayer. We will be burning the Eucharist to show our disgust for the abuse Catholic churches have condoned for, for centuries. Now, what have they shown such animosity towards the Catholic church?
0: Uh, well, first off, it, it's possible that some of them have been hurt by the Catholic church. Some of the Catholics' practices throughout history have hurt people. We mm-hmm. we recite the we recite the Nicene Creed at our church, right. In the Nicene Creed, uh, it says, I believe in one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, Catholic. And we've had people come to our church who would not refer, re, repeat that because they were hurt by the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. That may be some of it. I think a much bigger part of it is just people are so angry and they have to have something to strike at. Out they are so miserable that they can find no other purpose in life except venting their misery and their animosity and their rage on other people. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, uh, now it is true that the Catholics... The Catholics differ from other Christians on the issue of abortion in one way, in that Catholics typically do not approve of contraception at all. Okay? Right. That you don't use condoms you don't use birth control right uh and so that that could be seen by some people as some kind of oppressive position uh, from the catholic church i i would have to say though that a a big part of it you just don't know the fullness of what those kinds of teachings are uh my daughter who has four children uh did not use uh birth control, she, they used the ovulation cycles. You know, you're more fertile at other times than others. A lot of people in the Catholic Church do that. But they have a deep conviction that when the sperm joins the egg, that is a life in the sight of God and it cannot be destroyed even by the so-called morning after pill. So you can get into all that kind of discussion, but the reality is most of them are just so miserable and, they, and our culture has been in, in the habit of feeding that kind of misery, justifying that, and saying that, that it, and in and, and many cases, first off, Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself said that Roe v. Wade was bad law. Mm-hmm. She was a staunch defender of a, abortion rights, but she said Roe v. Wade was the wrong way to go about it. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Ruth said, secondly... I doubt if you could if you were able to resurrect Ruth Bader Ginsburg that she would justify any kind of behavior like this okay uh, that she just she just would not do that thirdly the people who are doing that I think uh, run the risk of turning the culture further against them because we saw this with the with the black lives matter the george floyd protest that after a while people said this isn't about George Floyd anymore. Mm-hmm. And and you're seeing the same thing. It, it it becomes so ugly that it's no longer about women's rights, it's no longer about protection, it's no longer about abortion. It's just about I don't like you and I'm gonna I'm gonna take this out on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that uh, that that's a big part of it. They're just so miserable. They're so miserable. We now, now if I could say one more thing, the Catholic Church, I hope, will not Bend the knee to the woke, and, and Pope uh, Pope Francis has a, a problem doing this. He just came out with some kind of statement to uh, the LGBTQ community about uh, God never abandons any of His children, or something. Where is the that That's true. God never abandons His children, but God does say, "Here's how my children are supposed to live." And I'm I'm afraid that Pope Catholic would, uh, Pope Francis will just do the same thing with the whole abortion debate. And say, well, you know, we have we have been kind of hard on abortion, and and instead of saying, look, this is what we believe, you don't have to agree with us. Mm-hmm. This is what we believe, and uh, so so you 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 get into that you get into that situation. I made a comment on a blog. I watched a podcast. I listened to the other day on uh, this thing about women's rights and Roe v. Wade in England. And the woman on there, who it's a very good podcast, and, and, and most of the time, I'm saying, yeah, amen to everything they say. Mm-hmm. But, but last night, as I was listening to this podcast and the girls going on about women's rights, and she's making a good point that only women get pregnant, only women can get pregnant, men can't possibly understand what that's like, et cetera. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I posted my comment, and I said, I, I, love, I love these guys, but I've yet to hear anything about the unborn. Right. until you're willing to say this is a baby until you're willing to say this is a baby, then I, I don't know how we can have a conversation. That's right. It's not just about a woman's right. It is about the killing of an innocent human being. Now on, uh, the piece that I just wrote for the Northern Virginia Daily, I highlighted these stories from around the world about how babies are being born more and more premature and surviving. In some cases, they don't even weigh a pound, Mm -hmm. and they're surviving. They're 16 weeks, 14 weeks, 20 weeks early, and they're surviving. And I made the point, it's time for us to revisit the question of viability, Uh, you and I, we I can I can meet somebody and i say I can say I disagree with you, but here's why, because here's the medical evidence that this you can't say this is a parasite, this is a baby, right. it's it's just it's bizarre, uh, and there are people out there who are just I don't th- uh, who are just hateful, mean, spiteful. I don't think it has anything to do with the Catholic Church per se. Mm-hmm. It has to do with. Uh, it has to do with uh, their own misery. It would be interesting, though, to watch how the Catholic uh, members of Congress respond to this attack on well, the Catholic Church.
1: By Biden himself, uh, he he says he's a Catholic. Uh, I don't know if
0: he's a practicing Catholic or not. He said, but uh, well, you have you have you have Biden, Pelosi, right. Uh, one of our Virginia Senators, Tim Kaine, is supposed to be a practicing Catholic. Mm-hmm. But what is your position on the way these people are attacking the Catholic Church? Right. Uh, what is your position? Mm-hmm. of course, there are laws. I know there's a state law, and
1: there's also a federal law that uh, prohibits uh, anyone from interfering for anyone else from worshiping. Um, so and and what I saw was interference. You right. know, uh, people interfering with the worship of other people. So they were breaking breaking the law. And uh, getting to the the extreme, there was a report of a uh, what we would call, I guess, family life in our area, but it's called the Wisconsin Family Action, right. which was a Christian organization. That uh, that talks to young girls that are pregnant, and uh, they try to convince them to go through, you know, and and have the baby, uh, which is what Christians should do. It, uh, I don't think you'll find much disagreement with that among the church at all. But they were fire- firebombed, and of course, you know, if you if you think back over the years, there have been some abortion clinics that were firebombed, uh, which. Uh, churches, I, I know, I would condemn that immediately. Yeah. Uh, that's not the way anyone should uh, protest. Yeah. I mean that no. uh, we're allowed to peacefully, peacefully protest in the United States, but not violently like that. You now, I was watching the news last night too, and I was watching the people in front of the Justice's house, and they were peaceful. Uh, for the most part, I mean, they were yelling, but, but I didn't see any damage done to anything. They were drawing some coat hangers, I think, on the pavement outside, yeah. which they weren't damaging anything. It was done in, in chalk. But the problem with that is that uh, there is a law against trying to intimidate right. a judge right. uh, on any pending case. Right. So uh, they were breaking the law. Right. Uh, so they should have been. Arrested and they weren't, so I'm not sure why they weren't.
0: You, you know, we have to remember. Uh, so I always, I always go back to the '60s uh, because of the the '60s were a very turbulent time in American history. Most people do not remember. I mean, unless you're our age, right? Most people in America do not know how turbulent the '60s were. And so they look at these kind of protests and they say all oh, this is awful uh we've had far worse we had, oh. we, had we had far worse hmm. we, in our own time most people don't remember this just uh ten fifteen years ago operation uh what was it what was it uh, the wall street what was what did they call it something about Wall Street and they were up in New York camping out and they were in vain. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. I can't remember what they call it now. I can't either. Uh but, but that was that was a very volatile. It was in the news every day. They were in the, the Wisconsin state house banging drums and stuff. Uh, so we've always had this this kind of thing. And if it's nobody's hurt, then you have to you have to draw a line. I think what they might have been concerned about, and I can understand this concern, is if we go in here at this rally and start arresting people, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, then we're just going to stir up the fire and make it worse. You also have the question of, uh, it it is true, it is a law, it's a good law, that you're not allowed to try to pressure a person, uh, judges. uh, But how do we define pressuring a person? Mm -hmm. Is merely standing outside expressing my position that you're wrong pressuring you? Say, if I kidnap your children, I'm pressuring you. If I follow you around day after day and I have a gun on my hand uh, and I tell you, do this or. So you have to get into that kind of of question of what can we what can we actually prove in court? I was encouraged, though, to see the Senate supposedly supposed to be passing a bill, you know, to to say that we're going to commit to the safety of these justices. And that goes down the road that not just now, but down the road, because If if this is where people do not understand how the system works, the Supreme Court is not some group of power brokers who just get up on Sunday morning or Monday morning and say, "Okay, this week we're going to do." Right. There's there are cases lawsuits brought in the local and the state jurisdictions that make their way through all these appeals courts until they get to the Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. and then the Supreme Court says, "Yes, this was wrong because okay." If you inviolate or you or you you damage the Supreme Court to such a way, then one of the three pillars of Americans' uh, democracy are gone. Right. Because there's a legislative, the legislative, the the executive, which is the president, mm-hmm. the legislative, which is the bodies of Congress, and then the judicial. Right. And if you if you if you throw out the judicial, if there's no recourse to go to a higher source. And that source operates from the Constitution, not 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 for a minute, negating the fact that human beings can misinterpret the Constitution. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, if we don't have a system that we respect and work within, then you then the result is anarchy. And nobody has any protection. Right. Nobody has any protection at that point. And so these people that are out there very making very ugly uh, those who go beyond just a regular protest to throwing a firebomb in, in a in a, uh, a family life center a crisis pregnancy center the people doing that just just do not that those those people are not really interested in addressing the problem they're just saying you know this is the way I want it to be that's how it's going to be mm. now to that point I would say it's unfortunate. Um, it is unfortunate that that happened. There are uh, they they will have insurance. Nobody was hurt, as I understood. But the the problem for the people who threw the firebomb is that there are more crisis pregnancy centers in America than there are abortion clinics. Mm-hmm. So good luck trying to burn them all down. You know, I don't wish them any good luck. <laughs> no, but I, you, no, know, you know, I know, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, the the idea that this will show them, right? This will show them. And no, it always, always, shows us you are, uh, you do not care about, uh, about life at all.
1: You right. Know?